And it was a much-needed win, especially in a game where they were leading by 13 at some point. And then last night's game was a pure representation of when you just don't have it. That's that's what's wrong with the New York Knickerbockers. It's how the Knicks have been playing. Like I said, second in points, second in field goal percentage against three points. You got to question yourself. And, and this game showed every aspect of it. The ISO, we have the, we, the, the bench scoring has, has, has disappeared. Boy, Nick Baca has, and I'll be, I'll be hosting around today. So Steve wants to, you know, he wants to lean back today. Um, he's a little tied up, and, you know, I have him duct taped to his, you know, his computer chair right now. It's the Knickerbocker Avenue Fan Forum on the Bleed Blue Show. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to a special part two edition of the Knickerbocker Avenue Fan Forum. We are, we are finishing up the grades for the midseason for the New York Knicks. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to finish them last night, and for, and for some technical reasons, I'm not sure what they were. I was unable to get them to work on, on uh, Twitter spaces. I, I apologize for those who did jump on. Well, we're hoping to hear the final grades, but um, hey, we're here on tonight, and you know we have a lot of great conversations. We have we still have a lot of laughs and, and a lot of energy. So, Steve, how you doing, brother? I'm sorry about last night. It's all good, Nickabaka Ave. Uh, we can finish the job and get it out the way right now. Um, listen, uh, the, the spaces or whatever last night it would have carried on into the extended. But I looked at it, I said, wait a minute, hold on, we don't have football tonight. That's next Thursday, so we got an open slot, and we could really focus on the starters. And Let's just jump right into it, because I think uh, last night's episode, we kind of went off on a tangent on stuff that was non-related to the Knicks, um, all-star game stuff and things in the media. Yeah, we did. It, it, so let's uh, let, let, we'll tackle it now, you know, so... Uh, without further ado, if you're ready to kick it off, uh, it's just me and you right now. And then when the guys come on, we'll, we'll, we'll follow them in. But let's let's just jump right into it, man. If we can put these uh, grades out there officially for the starters. Absolutely. So let's start off with you know the surprise for me. I, I consider it a surprise um, because I did not think that this kid was going to make the starting rotation. I didn't think he was probably going to break the rotation, but he came with a lot of clout. From the, from the Summit League, had a lot of clout, you know, the offseason, given the fact that he was mentioned heavily in the Donovan Mitchell trade, and the Knicks were not willing to budge on him, and I'm talking about Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes, um, I gave him a B, because he took a giant step forward in his progression, in his player development, and, and really, you know, fighting and winning the starting job over Evan Fournier, to the point where Evan Fournier is rendered to not being in the rotation at all. And I can't, you know, I can't give him, I mean, I would love to give him an A, but, you know, there's some things that I think that, you know, he gets lost in the offense sometimes and, you know, he, he doesn't really get down too much in, 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 in crunch time. But I give him a B for, you know, for the, for the work that he has been doing and for the fact that he's a starter. What do you think? Uh, you know, I'm a little, listen, I'm trying to not be biased to my basketball IQ, basketball strengths. I'm kind of hard on shooters because I really respect shooters historically, Av. And that's, this is one of those areas, point guard, elite shooters. I'm really critical when it comes to that in basketball. That's just me personally as a guy who grows up, grew up watching hoops, right? So I'm a little tough on Grimes on this, man. I'm, I, kinda, I, I put it out there. On, I'm not backing down from my uh, T. I put it out there publicly, so I'm going to double down on what I posted. I put a C plus. 
and here's why. Uh, so we see you, Dom. I'll bring you on, Dom. We'll get, we started off with Grimes tonight. Um, it's because, honestly, I have, I think he's the as as far as a shooting stroke, as far as a um, a form, you know from a foreign perspective, he's probably got the best on the team. So he's a pure shooter, right? I mean, this is what he does when he was coming out of college with Kelvin Sampson at, at Houston, right? So I expect him, and even in year two, to be at least at the league average for three point shooting, and he's not there. And we could blame it on, you know, ball engagement with Brunson. We could blame it with Randall or R.J. Barrett. Uh, now I'll give him credit. There's been some clutch threes he has made under two minutes, and I'm keeping, you know, I'm keeping, I'm still keeping tabs with it. I felt that he shot better last year from three. I, I could be wrong statistically, just watching his flow of the game when he came in. There was games he would come in and knock down seven, eight threes, uh, more on a consistent basis. It, it, it doesn't feel like he's doing that this year, even in the starting rotation replacing Fournier. Now defensively, he's been doing his job obviously that's why he's in there and, and not Fournier but to be critical I expect him to be at least 37 percent at this point in his career and he's not that he's under the league average uh I expect more Ab, and that's why I'm a little tougher grading uh Quentin Grimes at a C plus through the uh you know games up into the all-star break let's bring on Dominic and get his thoughts and uh we started off with Grimes uh uh, Dominic, uh, Nickelback, Ab, myself. Um, this is the official extended, unstended, a part two for the grades. Hi. Good evening. First of all, good evening, guys. Sorry I was late. I, I have good to. Evening, good I evening. have to give a pause. I have to give a pause to Grimes, and I'm going to give him a C for the for the simple fact, like you said, Steve. His his numbers and his shooting go up and go down, but I think he's in a very awkward position because you got. 18, 17, 16. Those are the shot attempts per game by Randall, Brunson, RJ. So there's not that many shots to go around. And he is like like most shooters. You you got to get in that groove as a shooter. And when you get a shot with three minutes into the game and then don't get another shot till the beginning of the second quarter, you, you sort of kind of – I mean, I know he's a professional. He should be able to deal with that. But I, I just think – if some of these shot attempts, and I'll, I'll I'll save this for later, but if some of these shot attempts by others could somehow find their way to Grimes, it it may be a benefit to him because let's keep it real, guys. He he's a hell of a defensive player. He he mm-hmm. is a shooter. I just think because of the system that the the Knicks are running with again. 18, 17, 16, it's really almost 18, 17, 17 with Brunson and RJ. That's that's 34, that's 50-something shot attempts just by three guys. I think given the right opportunity, fellas, he'll he'll come around. But, he, again, he's in a bad spot right now, so i got to at least give him a C because some of the problems are not really being generated by him, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Um, Abby, you want to It absolutely does because, as he said, you know there are just no shots really going around when you got R.J. Brunson and and Randall taking the majority of them, and then you know who's cleaning up the, the glass? Well, more often than not, it's whoever the starting center is, which is usually Mitchell Robinson. And then after that, you know, but 
defensively, he's solid. Um, he, he's, he's kind of being what, you know, and I know that Dom loves that I mentioned this, this, this guy's name, but Courtney Lee was supposed to be so many years ago. And guys like Aaron Aplalo was supposed to be years ago. He's actually doing those things. It's just he needs more shots. And I, and I think that that's why I kind of give him a B because for what he does, he does it pretty well. Um, and, again, he was a surprise to me. I didn't think for, for a second that he was going to make the starting role. Uh, and, again, let alone even make the rotation. And here he is now, you know, with the minutes he's getting in the starting job. Can I say can I say one thing about that, and we can move on to the next player, or we can go to Don and get his thoughts, and then move to the next player. Uh, I see, I, this is the thing I'm 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 really critical on Grimes because I want him to do well, and Don knows how much of a college basketball aficionado we are. Like I'm like we've watched these guys week in and week out, comparing notes, ACC, Big Twelve, Big Ten. We talk, you know, we talk college basketball hoops around this time. It gets really thick. You know what I mean? So. Grimes to me, see that it's. I gotta find the stat, Avin Dom and Dom. I gotta probably research to you. I probably have to pay you for this research, man. There's gotta be, and I was looking for it like two weeks ago. I gotta find a stat where it shows you. Okay, here's your three point percentage. Here's your three point percentage when your threes are contested, and then there's three point percentages when they're not contested. And I'm gonna be honest. I'm just. I mean, this is just what I'm going off watching these games week to week. Nickelbacker Avenue fan form. We're talking about it. It just looks to me there's a lot of wide open threes. Grimes now Grimes doesn't take a lot of shots. Point point noted. I get that, but there's are there are some that are wide open. He'll just miss, and that bothers me. I'm just being honest. Uh, I can't get past that, and I I know. And I'm just saying, I want him to excel, but I just can't unsee some of these wide open wing threes that are wide. You know, you know. We we get it as far as the double teams, Brunson, Randall, kick out three. But you got to knock some of these down. I mean, there's not guys four feet within him at some time. Now, I'll give him credit. He's knocking some of these late in games, under two minutes, clutch threes. He's, he's, I should curve it up to a B minus. But, you know, I, I really believe he could do better and he should do better. Because like, we've heard a lot, a lot of hoopla from what he did in this, uh, what's it called? In the All-Star Weekend, the, the, the Futures game. I mean, shoot, if you if you could ball out like that, I don't even know if they played any defense or not in that game. I probably doubt it. But the point is, the boy got talent. He could he could play. So he's just got to translate it to me more consistently when those opportunities arise, especially in a a ball dominant office with Brunson and Randall and RJ. That is a lot. But they're wide open shots. He, I think he could should at least be over thirty five percent at the league average. Honestly, Donnie, anything else you'd like to add? And then we go on. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And and you know what? He's close to the league average. He's thirty four point eight. But the mm-hmm. tricky thing is, he's averaging between eight and twelve shots a night. Most of the time, it's closer to the eight than it is the twelve. So again, if if this guy gets in, we we got to pay attention to this. Steve, you bring up a good point. Whoever could do that kind of research would be great. But when you mm-hmm. look at him play, just you, just you watching a player, and you see that the rhythm really never gets to be a rhythm. It's always where he'll get a shot and then, okay, it's back to Brunson, backing somebody down, back to Randall, bullying somebody, RJ shooting crazy-ass shots. And that's why I always thought, believe it or not, guys, I always thought that I thought he would be more effective coming off the bench, coming, coming in with the bench, because there would be more shots available for him to get in a rhythm. Yes, his minutes would go down, but I think he would get more quality shots. Again, if that makes sense. 
because he mm-hmm. can't get it mm-hmm. with these three guys on the court. It's really hard. And our fourth wing, the, the fourth wheel in this is normally Mitchell Robinson, and we know he ain't going to get no shot. He's going to get an alley-oop here, an alley-oop there, a put-back here. Pick. He ain't getting no shot. So, again, if, if Grimes if Grimes can do what you're saying, Steve, and maybe if he hits four or five out of the nine shots he takes tonight, that would mm-hmm. be great overall for the team. But it still isn't creating a rhythm. Because we saw him play in college, Steve. When he mm-hmm. got in a rhythm, he became that shooter. I always say this, Steve, not to beat a dead horse. Shooters can shoot. You, you don't teach shooters how to shoot. Buddy Hill, uh, Grimes, the, the, the pure shooters in, in basketball always could shoot. They just need that rhythm. And it, I hate to say it, he may never get it with the Knicks unless they rotate him and get somebody else and he comes off the bench with quickly. Maybe that would be a better solution. I don't know. But, again, he's got to develop some kind of rhythm. And it's really hard with them three guys we got. But I, 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 I got to give him his credit, guys. He don't put his head down. You don't hear him bitching. You don't see him moping on the bench. You know, he's still on the bench, rah, rah, boom, bye, when he's not in. So he's, he's engaged, you know. So we got to give him credit. For a young man, he's, he's doing good, man. Right. Hey, Ab, Ab, we got Ab, we question. got we got Bishop with us. But if you have your question, we got Bishop with us. Right. What's going on, Bishop? Um, uh, we're, we're talking Quentin Grimes so far. I've given him a B. Steve gave him a C plus. Uh, Dom gave him a C. What do you say? I'll give him a B. Quentin Grimes, I'll give him a B. Um, I'd like to see him be a bit more aggressive because he, he 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 can make moves off the dribble. He's not just a, a spot up shooter. I'd like to see him a bit more aggressive. I think uh, with the starting lineup, he is trying to respect the, the, the chain, respect the hierarchy. But I think, like, at a certain point, it's kind of like, yeah, it's got to be uh, Brunson, Randall, then you. You know? And he, mm-hmm. he just hasn't uh, taken the reins in that way. But uh, I think I'll give him a B because he, as Dom said, he comes to work every night. It doesn't matter whether he's getting the ball or not. And I don't know if you guys realize it, when when uh, RJ was out, when he was hurt, it seemed like the offense just, like, moved. Like, everybody was even. Everybody was even. Like, everybody, like, there was no, you know, there was no uh, who's going to get the shot or whatever. It's just, like, whoever's open gets the shot. So I think uh, he needs to be a, a bit more aggressive. And he creates for all this. I'm giving that. He creates for this. But I think he needs to be a bit more aggressive on the offensive end. So I'm giving All that right. Time. Fair enough. So, Dom, Steve, you guys uh, – Dominic, you hit, a, you, you hit a, the nail on the head. If, if rotate Grimes and get, get him off the bench, he'd probably, you know, benefit better. What if the Knicks were to start Josh Hart instead of Grimes at, at the two guard? Would that be beneficial or would that actually be better? What do you think? It, it's hard. I'll, I'll, let me go first, Steve. No. You know, it's, hard because, it's hard because you still have, like what Bishop just said, we all should have said this sooner. If the pecking order was Brunson, Randall, slash Brunson, Randall, any order you want to put him in, and then grind, because now you've got two guys that are pretty good ISO. 
and they're drawing attention because they both can go to the basket and bully. So they draw attention. If they was dishing it out to Grimes instead of RJ, because Grimes is, let's just keep it real, a much better shooter, he may stand a better chance. But rotating him and Hart, I don't know if that would make that big of a difference, guys, because then we're really taking away from what Hart does. You know, right. comes in, right. he has that energy, and he's ready. You know, that might mess the apple cart up. I just think the Knicks, as crazy as it sounds, maybe they need to rethink their pecking order, as Bishop was alluding to. Yeah, I'm gonna be short uh, because we got to move on. But I agree. Like Hart has a role off the bench because when you need energy, I don't want to disrupt that just to try to develop Grimes. I think Grimes can figure it out the rest of the season as far as his role, and then carry it on the next season, whatever that may be. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, moving on to the next player, we're gonna move on to R.J. Barrett. Um, R.J. Barrett, um, I gave him a B minus. B because he's still he's still producing at the, at the same rate could be better his, his shot selection could be better he could actually you know you know be more efficient if he if he if he just cut to the basket more instead of relying on jump shots um, but the minus is definitely because of that um, I don't want to I don't want to say that I completely have lost faith in R J Barrett I'm starting to Steve make sense of this if you can. For the same reasons you said, I have a totally different grade. My grade is D plus. I mm. expect R.J. Barrett mm. to be, have shown a lot of growth this year with the contract, and that's where the big, the big uh, elephant in the room is. It's the contract that really, when you're making that kind of money, you have to show a, a significant improvement in your game or your development, and he should have the potential. Um, there's been games where he sat the rest of the fourth quarter, you know, damn near DMPs in the fourth quarter, and you're getting paid that. That There's no way I could – see, this is how I look at all the grades for all the players on the team. Everybody starts off at the C. You could either go up from a C or down from a C. We know what RJ is. He still hasn't developed a right, you know, righty to his game or some sort of shot that creates his own shot because, you know, everybody knows the scouting report. He's going to drive. That's where he's most effective. But the shooting is still, up until this point, is still below the league average. It's no different than Grimes on how I critique him. But um, there's some nights when he has a monster night versus the Bulls, but misses free throws and he loses the game. But there's nights where he doesn't do shit, and then he hits a big three against the Boston Celtics in the corner on the road. So he has these terrible games, but a big shot that wins for the Knicks. But then he has these big games, and he does terrible from the line. And then defensively, he's getting overworked in a lot of these games, and then this is why Grimes is in the lineup to help nullify the defense. <sighs> I'm really down on RJ this year, man, because he should be better. And and when I look at RJ in the vacuum, uh, guys, uh, he should be averaging like 23 a night. I think he's only at like under 20, 19, I think, and, he, and he's under three. He's under the league average for three. He gets a lot of wide open shots too, man. I I, I can't do it. Ev. I gotta give it D plus, man. All right. That, you, you know what? That's actually what I initially had put for him. But, Dom, you're great for R.J. Barrett. I'm with Steve. He gets a D. Because we – me and Bishop have these conversations a lot, in case y'all don't know. We're actually friends. But we have this conversation a lot. And me and Bishop always go to 
is inefficiency. You can say what his field goal percentage that too. is. You can say what it, that too. you can say what his three point percentage is. It's just his actually we can say inefficiency. Because if you're getting eighteen shots, seventeen shots a night, and you're averaging nineteen points, this is what tricked everybody last year. Oh, he averaged nine he averaged twenty points last year. That's but he was doing it on nineteen shots. He had the he was shooting the most field goal attempts on the Knicks last year. Nineteen point five ended up averaging 20.1. That's not efficient basketball. Then you combine his inefficiency with his lack of basketball IQ. You know, the constantly going left, the constant bunnies he misses. Because now here you're thinking, as Steve would say, his shooting, which hasn't really changed since we watched him at Duke, Steve, let's just be real. But if you're not knocking down shots and your goal is let me try to get to the basket, there's a lot of times he does that. And, again, last year, he's a little better this year. Last year, he was second in missed dunks and missed layups. So that means now your outside shot ain't going down. You're trying to get to the basket, but you're blowing bunnies. And now we're talking, let's get that age out of here. He decided to come into the NBA as a one and done. So we can't bring the age in no more. This is your fourth season. And if you guys notice, his field goal percentage, here, down, here, down. That's down. his four-year career. Up, down, up, down, down. That's his four-year career, guys, with, with his field goal percentage, his three-point percentage, and his free throw percentage. It's all up, down, all around in four years. No consistency. None. And he don't make the smartest. Thank God. People can say what they want about Brunson and his ball hogging and his iso play. Thank God we got him because it sort of kind of took the ball out of Barrett's hands for a minute who wasn't making the finest decisions to begin with. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Steve. I'd like to give him a D minus, but I'll give him a break because <laughs> it's hurt for a little while. He definitely gets a D. Because to me, guys, again, I when to I do this, you ain't go for the it's like. I did give you a low for that one. When I do this, guys, I actually write this shit down before I talk. And I actually look it over. And, again, it's not brain surgery. If you look at his numbers in four years, tell me where I'm lying. And, again, I'll leave it at this, Steve. Me and you, who love college hoops, I always ask people, show me how far he has improved since Duke till today. If some of his, his negatives are the same he had in Duke, we're on to something. For somebody that don't believe it, they probably didn't see his one year in Duke. To me, his game has really not evolved since he left Duke. So I, I'll, I'll say this, and I'm out. I think he may be, once that poison pill ends June 15th, he may be the odd man out, guys. Well, that's that's actually very interesting because – a lot of people have been sharing that same sentiment. But, Bishop, what do you think? What is your grade oh, for boy. R.J. Barrett in year four? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, let's get hyped. Yep, let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I give him an F. Woo! I give, Woo! I give him an F. Damn, he went all the way to F. Go ahead, explain. And the reason why I give him an F is because this is his fourth year, and as Dom said, there's still no improvement. 
He's still making the same stupid decisions, still getting the ball on rebound on one end and dribbling down and going hard left, one against four on the other end, missing the shots, getting it blocked, um, has opportunities to swing the ball since you're not a good three-point shooter, and he will not swing that ball. He will jack up, step back. It's like, dude, you're not – before the All-Star game, there were three-game span. He was like, I think, like two for 20 from three-point range over three-game span. And it's just like that, that should tell you to stop shooting. He still keeps shooting. Um, he scores – Somebody mentioned his average. He scores like 20 points a game, but he's taking 22 to 24 shots a game. So if I give myself, and I'm not even counting threes, if I give myself an opportunity to score 40 to 46 points a night and I only get 20 out of that, that that sucks. That's, that's horrible. Because basketball IQ is worse now than it was when he was in when he was in his first year, because at least he was trying. Now we know the only thing that he's interested in is scoring. He can't guard anybody. I don't know if anybody has ever watched the games. It's like he's got two left feet. He's always in the wrong place on defense, and teams have started targeting him. Like whoever he's guarding, they're going directly at him because he's the weak link. And I think when they had uh, Fournier, and him in the starting lineup, and it was like, okay, so Fournier is trying. You don't even try. So it makes us look bad. So we'll scapegoat because he, he's the easier target. But the real Kais associate in the room is R.J. Barrett. It's like he, he's, and I, I, I think I mentioned this. When Brunson came in, you could see from the beginning that he and Julius Randle started establishing that chemistry and the odd man out is budget. And it's like he still hasn't figured out that I need to, if he's great with like mid-range, cutting to the basket, mid-range shots, still hasn't figured out that this is where I need to get my bread and butter. This is where I need to eat from. And it's just like, and, and I'm sick and tired of watching him miss layups. It, it's ridiculous. And like, Every game, there's at least four or five instances where he's missing layups. And it's just like the reason why you're missing is because you're still taking bad shots. You're still taking contested shots. You're still going one. And in year four, it's not like you're playing for a contract. You should be a, a, a bit settled in your role, a bit settled in your career, and still focusing on fine-tuning stuff. And I feel like we still at stage one with him in year four. And I thought it was a big mistake for them to sign him to that contract. I thought it was a big mistake. It was like there, there was no other offers for him to get that much money. And even if he wanted to leave, okay, fine. Trade him. Trade him. If he wants to leave, trade him. I think he was overrated when he first came into the league. He, he was living off of uh, off Ryan Williamson's name. And now that we've had him in the, in, in, in the NBA for – about four seasons, as Dom said, nothing has changed. Like, nothing about his game has changed. He still can't shoot, still can't create off the dribble, still makes bad decisions, and is a still a poor defender. 
14 still a poor defender. So, uh, it's a, wow. an ecstatic F for me. And I'm, I'm waiting for wow. the poison pill to be up because I'd get rid of his ass. Well, you heard it here from the This is another edition of The Price is Wrong. On the next, <laughs> uh, on the docket next, we're, we're going to go with Mitchell Robinson. Now, Mitchell gets a D plus for me because he still does what he does, you know, very well. Um, the, so that's the plus. The fact of the matter is, is that we've been saying this how, how long now? You still haven't figured out, you know, it's just a little bit of an, you know, an offensive game other than a putback dunk, other than a slam. I mean, a little baby hook, something within the first four feet. I, I, I don't know. I mean, can you do something? <laughs> Mitchell Robinson is a very big um, deterrent to offensive success for the Knicks. I mean, he's a, he's a positive because obviously for the rebounds and the and the tips and and and, and the pushbacks, and he's decent on defense. But is that the, that deterrence in, in offense is what's killing me. Steve, your thoughts? Yeah, he's about to see. Um, there's been some games, there was a stretch before he got hurt where he was getting a lot of offensive rebounds, and I was kind of kind of giving him some credit for that. I thought he showed a lot, his best effort up into his career with the rebounding, but I, you know how I feel about him offensively, and that's just where I – he can't go any higher than C. Um, you already know how I feel about the lack of development. And I think if we were to grade the coaches, I mean, that's probably where they get hit with the grade more than anything, him and the coaching staff combined. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of where he he's always is as an all-around player. So he doesn't – as a defensive-minded center, he doesn't do anything spectacular offensively. And free throw percentage, you know, it's gotten better, but even though it's still low. Um, it could, I, I mean, there's many, many ways you could look at Mitchell Robertson in a vacuum. You could you could grow, grade him low as hell because you would expect him to, you know, it's weird because he's a second-round draft pick, but he's really technically not really a second-round draft pick because of his route in college, and we got him in the second round. And it's like, it, it, and if you was looking at it uh, afar, you were like, damn, we stole Mitchell Robinson. In fact, he's really a first-round draft pick he's, because of what happened in, in, in collegially Western Kentucky and things of that nature. Uh, I'm have to, I'll probably be at a CC plus. I mean, from a defensive rebounding perspective, but when I look at it offensively, it could easily go down to a D, man. So he's or, he's hovering around that C. You know, I wish he could be in there because if he could develop an offense, he'd be in the, well into the B range. But that's that's me on Mitchell Robinson, man. I'm, I am kind of down on him, honestly. All right, Dom. D's and C's for Mitchell Robinson. What do you what say you? Hello, Dom. Are you there? Page and Dominic. He's there. Oh, we can go to Bishop. If, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Bishop. I'm sorry. I had oh. it on mute. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. So it I'm, happens. I said, it happens, man. He gets, a, he gets a C from me just because he's Bishop Robinson. You, you guys remember last year, Steve, when we were talking about his YouTube videos, shooting three-pointers, going between his legs and Oh, yeah, oh, I thought he, we were going to start setting up for the parade. I thought we were going to start setting up for the parade when I saw that shit. <laughs> and then <laughs> remember what I heroes. <laughs> You know how I hate saying, remember what I said, but remember what I said? Man, he's, 
He's lifting all these weights, and his upper body got big. Shit, he yeah. can't shoot yeah. now. With his, with his arms getting bigger, it's going to be harder for him to shoot. But again, guys, come on. Four years, 25 years old. And what you said, Steve, <laughs> his free throw percentage has gotten better. It really sucks because if getting better leaves you at 50.6, right. right. it really sucks before that. <laughs> so, like I said, I can only judge Mitchell Robinson on Mitchell Robinson. He's the same person he was. Four years ago, he's he's sort of like a let's a, 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 a let pick on him less than R.J. Barrett because of his role. But he's another one that hasn't progressed, hasn't. Man, come on, you ain't you ain't develop a jump hook, a hook shot, a. Give me down. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How, yes, what sir. percentage of the blame? What percentage of the blame you put the development on Mitchell Robinson, and then other percentage on the development from the Knicks assistants and the organization? What, well, how would you don't, divide don't the blame? Say, right. Those. I, I. I would love to say in a perfect world, fifty-fifty, but I'm not privy. To, I always say this, guys. I'm not privy to practice, privy to what they're trying to tell him to do. Sort of like the Obi Toppin thing. Everybody blames the. The, the, the coaching staff, the hot dog men, the Spike Lee for Obi standing in the corner. But we've heard the coach a million times say, move. So there comes a time, Steve, and I always say this, and maybe it's, you know, my, my Army background, that some things are just individual tasks. If you want to get better at something, then you got to get better at that something. Come on, Steve, we're not asking them to turn into Larry Bird. Maybe an up and under uh, uh, a generic version of Kevin McHale down low at Shake the Bake. Right. Can you imagine if he has some of McHale in him? Just some. Just, just some. That's what I'm saying, Steve. Just maybe, just maybe the up and under. But you ain't showing us that. You ain't showing us a baby hook, a jump hook, a, a, a three-foot turnaround jump. You ain't showing us none of that in four years. So, mm. again, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I can only rate him. If we did this four years ago and four years ago, four years from now, we'd probably be saying the same thing. Yeah. He, he hasn't done nothing to say, hey, you know what, Bishop? He was a C last year, but he's a B. No, no. He, he's a C, <laughs> and the only thing that saves him from me giving him a D is he's been hurt. So he probably would have been a D. And he's another one, $15 million. We, we forked over the money to keep him, and – we we got what we had four years ago. So hey, fifteen million well spent, I guess. But yeah, he's a C borderline D. Mm. Well, so B's and C's so far, Bishop Mitchell Robinson. What's your grade? I'll give him a C minus. Um, one, uh, we've seen again. Once again, we've seen no progression. We uh, about three years ago, we were like, oh, this guy has so much potential. Only thing he has to do is, you know, woke up a little bit, this, that, yada, yada, yada. And we're still saying the same thing. Like, he's got so much potential, but he's only got a – and it's just like every season, it's like, okay, I'm not expecting you to be – I'm not expecting you to be an offensive juggernaut. I'm not expecting you to be baby joker or anything like that. But in the NBA where pick and roll, you should be able to just set a screen and roll to the basket. You should be able to do that. At, at, at the very least, because that's getting the ball two steps. You don't even have to dribble two steps to the basket, dunking. At least be a threat. At least be a threat. 
and his only offensive his only offensive process are uh, rebounding and putbacks. Occasionally, somebody will throw him an alley like quickly, or somebody will throw him an alley But other than that, it's like you 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 have to be. Uh, I was expecting from him about ten to fifteen points, about eight to ten rebounds a game, maybe two or three block shots. And I'm tired of all of this, like every season, 15, 20 game pockets where he's not available because he's hurt or some other reason. You know, it's like, dude, take care of your body. Hit the weights. Get serious about your craft. And it still seems and it's like, okay, this is how bad it is for me. It's like you're the starter and the other option, the the, the, the second unit, Center is being looked at more favorably than you as the starter. Man, it's like that's pretty crazy to me. Because as a starter, you should be head and shoulders above Harper's Amen. Okay. Amen. I, I can't. I can't argue with that. That that statement alone makes all the sense in the world for me. So, with that being said. We'll go on to the last two players, and uh, it, it, it's it, it, for me, it, it makes no difference because I think that both of them are great. But let's go with Jalen Brunson. Now, Jalen Brunson, I think I've said this a hundred times on this show since, since we've acquired him, and we've seen what he's been able to do. He's an A-plus for me, hands down. God said, where would this team be if it wasn't for Jalen Brunson? That's the, that's like the biggest thing for me. I know a lot of fans out there in the, in the Twitterverse would would argue about his contract, the amount of money we're giving, and, and all the, the you know the collusion and um, and all that other stuff. But the reality is, where would the Knicks be if we did not get Jalen Brunson? And we still whipped on Donovan Mitchell. What would what would the Knicks be then? Steve, your thoughts? Nah, he came into the garden with that Jalen Hurts jersey. Fucking F, man. Now nah, I'm just fucking with you, man. I'm noting it, though. I, I, I should, man, that shit still irks me. Nah, he gets an A+, plus, man. Come on. What are we kidding, man? He's, doing, he's even doing more than I expected him to do as a Nick. I mean, this is... I think Don, correct me if I'm wrong, man. He might be surpassed Marbury as far as proficiency and efficiency, you know, since Martin remember when Marbury came over to the Knicks. He surpassed that. And I, I didn't think he would – I knew he was going to be very good. But this is – he should have been an all-star. You know, I'm not really big on the all-star stuff, really. I don't – I mean, I, I voted because the fans was – you know, wanted Nick fans to vote. But, I mean, the guy has put up monster games, especially that one game where Donovan Mitchell put up 71 and then there was a stretch. Immediately the night after, he – Brunson went on a fucking tear, yo. Listen, this is exactly what the team needed. It is exactly what – you know, it's more than I expected. That's why he gets the A plus because I thought he would have been like a you know, you know, a solid twenty point guy, six to six guy, and he's probably, he's that right now. But he there were some games he just he put the team on his back, and like Dom has uh, and you have too. He has put the term. He's Batman. He's the team's Batman. This is why RJ's you know where, where Dom alluded to RJ as Alfred. He's Batman. He's our Batman. 
He he's he's uh, Keaton. He's uh, Kilmer. Any Batman? Adam West. He's that Jalen Brunson. <laughs> a. That's an A. He's an A. A. A plus. Either way, how you want to look at? It. I just I just don't like when he came to the Garden with the Eagles jersey. I don't like that. But A on the court. A A A plus man. Fantastic man. He's been fantastic. Yeah, that that Jalen Hurts on jersey. I mean. I mean, we argued that, that. We actually spent. That, that triggered. We, that triggered me, man. That triggered me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it definitely gave me, you know, a couple of flashbacks of PTSD. Or I don't know, but Dominic, you're you're great on Jalen Brunson. I, I gotta give him an A minus because I, if you give somebody an A plus, then it's like saying he walked on water. There ain't no room for improvement and. A minus is great. Don't get me wrong, because you look at what he's Joe doing. Joe Clark, almost. Joe Clark, almost. <laughs> yeah, almost, almost, almost twenty-four, almost twenty-four a night, four rebounds, six and a half assists. His pie is fourteen point one. He's made some clutch shots. I mean, he. Come on, guys. I I could actually say right now. On February 23rd, 2023, he is the best free agent pickup the Knicks have ever got. Not not gotten in the last five years, ten years. I think he is the best free agent pickup the Knicks ever got. Because remember, the Knicks didn't sign Earl Monroe. We traded for Earl Monroe. So he has got to be the best free agent we have ever gotten. And you know what, Steve? I don't know if I could say, yeah, maybe to a degree that he's a little more than what I expected. But this is what I was telling people going back to yesterday with abs, you know, discontent with Twitter. When I brought this up last year, hey, this should be the next target. You know, this guy got pedigree, high school, college. You saw what he did in Dallas when Luca wasn't playing. Man, I got beat the hell up. Oh, he's too short. He can't do this. He can't do that. And look at him. He, he is – I, I think the Knicks would still be in the 20-win bracket right now if we didn't have him. So, he, he's, been a, he's been a godsend. And you know what? Now we got his running buddy from college with him. This may turn out to be very nice, fellas, but he, he's definitely been all that was advertised. And I, I got that's the only reason I give him an A-, minus guy, because I don't believe in – you know, giving him something where we can just say he there's no room for improvement. He's perfect, but he's been perfect for us. I will say that. You're right, Steve. Me and you ain't into the All-Star game, but it's a pride thing for these players, and he should have been an All-Star. All right, all right. So far, A's around except for the asterisk on the, the Hurts jersey. Bishop, Jalen Brunson. Um, Jalen Brunson, I'll give him an A-minus. The reason why I'm giving him an A minus is because um, there's been about five to eight games that it's like, yeah, we should have won those games. We shouldn't be losing to the Thunder. We shouldn't be losing to uh, some of these San Antonio. We shouldn't be losing to these lower tier teams. And if he's going to get an A for me, that means that all of the games that we're supposed to win, we're winning those. And he, he played in those games. So it's like, yeah, he's doing great things. He's, he's no, he didn't play in the San Antonio game. He didn't play in the San Antonio game. Yeah, they lost it. But I'm saying they lost to some teams that they shouldn't have lost to while he was on the court. So and maybe it wasn't San Antonio, but they lost to some teams that they shouldn't have lost to when he was on the court. 
Evet, they played Toronto. They played Toronto. They shouldn't have lost all those games to Toronto. Um, but be that as it may, it's kind of like he has exceeded the expectations because I did not, I did not expect him to come in and grab the bull by the horns and be as good as he's shown us that he can be. Um, I realized, like after he got here and started seeing his body of work. Dallas knew what he was capable of. They just were not going to pay him the money. They just weren't going to pay him the money. Dallas knew how good he was. They just didn't want to pay him the money. And it's kind of like, yes, he's been that linchpin that helped Randall calm down. He's been that linchpin that's helped other guys fit into their natural roles, except for one. Um, he's been that, that, that coach on the court, that extension of, you know, a coach on the court. So, yeah, I'll give him an A minus. Um, he's going to have to uh, lead us out of a first round playoff series and uh, in order for me to give him an A and, and, and make us a tough out in that second round in order for me to give him an A. And right now, his, his body of work is an A minus. There's still some things that, you know, and I think with with his uh, with his running mate here, I think that's going to change the dynamic of how some players exist on the court. I think that's going to change the dynamic of that. So we'll probably see another level to his game. But as of right now, it's like there's still some games that, like I said, there's still five to eight games. Like the Knicks should be at like 40 wins right now. They should be at like 40 wins, losing about maybe like 10, 10 to 12 more to consider this a really successful season because that put them at about 52 wins, 52 and 30, which is where they are in the second round exit. But it's kind of like, a, and I don't think they're going to win the lion's share of the, the, the final games to get to that 52-game mark. But if you got to win those games that you're supposed to win, and even if, it, even if he didn't play in the San Antonio, there were three games that we played Toronto. Two of those games we shouldn't have lost. Two of those games we shouldn't have lost. So, but All right, fair enough. All right, fair enough. Uh, I guess we'll go on the last one, Julius Randle. I'm going to save my grade for last. Go ahead, Steve. A, 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 A. Listen, man, this is probably the only, if, not, if we're not the only ones, we are probably the very few Nick platforms who were high on Julius Randle from day one before he was even a Nick, he, when he was in the free I can even remember those episodes in my head when we had those conversations those, that summer before free agency. Uh, he, he's, back, he, he's playing back to the level of the first year in the COVID year when there was no fans in the arena. Uh, now his three point. No, I, I'm gonna get an A minus. It's more of an A minus. The three point shooting is not quite where it was two years ago. We saw the regression of him, and it's not his fault because Nick's management chose not to get a, a point guard to run the office. They decided to go with Alec Burks, which was stupid. But we are here now. Because, now you see why a, a competent Batman needs a Robin, or he could beat Robin. He's Julius Randle is a eight, a great, a very good. I would say great. He's a very good Robin. 80% Robin, 20% Batman. He played every game. He plays with. It's, it's not just the numbers with, with Julius. It's the effort. 
And and I understand why he got on Knicks fans' asses too. I would have gotten on the asses too for booing him when Stephen Curry came to the garden and they cheered for him on his home court. What the fuck are you doing, Knicks fans? I'm with Julius Randle on that. Julius Randle has put his heart and soul into his play. A lot of the turnovers last year was because of a lack of a point guard. He, he, everything ran through him. He's been durable. Never, not really. I don't even remember him being injured. I think he played every game this year. He's in attack mode. Uh, listen, I, he, the double-double machine, he'll get you the assist, and he's, been, he's better than Melo when it comes to that. A-minus for me, Julius Randle, man. All right. Uh, whoever's, that, whoever's that, can you please mute your mic? Uh, Dom, yeah, Julius you. Randle, what's your grade? I, I, I got to give him an A-minus, like Steve, because I, I'll tell you why I have to give him an A-minus, even with – even with all the basketball things he's done this year. They tried to run him out of town less than 12 months ago. He came here because he wanted to be here. Look across the bridge. We had three guys that said they wanted to be here. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Hart. Ain't never one of them in New York no more. Not never one of them are still in the city of New York. I give Julius Randle an A minus just for withstanding this shit he put up with. Everybody Amen. was treating him like he was. They was treating him like he was some bum off the street. Not even they real sure were for what like for what he was giving us. Even in a bad season, the COVID season lights out last year. Even in a bad season, he still gave us twenty twenty and ten, twenty ten and five. Only three players did that last year. Julius Randle, Joker, and Greek Freak. That was it. Nobody else gave us 20, 10, and 5. But he took a beating. But he kept his head up. He didn't put his head down. And you look across the bridge, and them three superstars are gone. They're a, they're a distant memory in the city of New York right now. And none of them took the heat that Julius Randle took. And he Facts. never put his head down. He did the thumbs down, but he never put his head down. He came back. He was right. Though, with his medit- he was right about that. Yeah, he, he, fans he, were wrong. Yeah, fans he, were wrong. And I said that last year, Steve, and people didn't oh, agree with did. me. Yep. But I'm like, you know, you can only take for so much. But you, you fast forward because right. that's life. We, we, all, we all have ups and downs in life. You fast forward. He, he found the, the little meditation before the game. We got a point guard. And look what he's doing now. And, again, I'll keep saying it. Them three clowns that worked their ass way to Brooklyn, took all the money, ain't near one of them there right now. Not one of them. They're all gone. They were going to run New York. Remember? Remember, guys? Come on. Let's keep it oh, real. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The, the Knicks ain't fun. The Knicks ain't cool. And ain't near one of y'all in the city of New York no more. Keep that shit moving. Give Randall his flowers right now. And let's move on. This guy has done Preach. nothing but bust his ass for us. He plays every game. He plays hard every game. Does he do everything perfectly? No. No. He still does a lot of bonehead turnovers, forcing forcing this, forcing that, throwing the ball away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that. But he puts his sneakers on every day and gives us all he can. Isn't that what we used to always say back in the days, guys? Tough team, tough town. You know, didn't he embody that shit? That he comes with that lunch pail. I'm playing ball. I got my head down. Don't get in my way. And here, here he is, man. I'm I'm just glad he's still a Nick. 
And the bottom line is, before I go, we got him dirt cheap. People can't even say nothing about his contract. We got him on the low for what he gives us. So give him his flowers now, man. He's, and you know what, Steve? I was one of them when he was a free agent. Remember? Oh, man, the Knicks get this Randall kid. And no, we talked about it. All I, I remember those conversations. Yeah, all we kept saying, Steve, all we kept saying after they got him, man, if they get him a point guard, like, like they had in New Orleans when he had Drew Holiday, all we need is a point guard. Maybe this guy can really show us what – it took them a minute to get the point guard, but man, here we are, guys. You know, we're, we're further ahead than anybody had us before this season started. 22 games left, guys. If we win 15 of them games, that's 58. That's 48 wins. Nobody expected us to do that. Come on. And it's a lot has to do with him, him and Brunson. So that's that's it for me, man. That brother gets an A minus from me only because I don't like giving an A plus because there's no room for improvement. Give him Joe his Clark. Flowers. Joe Clark, me. Yeah, give him give him <laughs> give him his flowers. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, we're starting to wind down a little bit on time. So, Bishop, real quick, Julius Randle, what's your grade? So, I'll give him a B plus. The reason why I'll give him a B plus is because a lot of the reasons that Dom said, he shows up, and he finally started to play like how he's supposed to play, mid-range first, drive to the basket, shooting after, and he's got a decent shot once he gets in rhythm. He can't really that it's not really his bread and butter. So I'm glad that he's finally starting to come to terms with that. And he's still, you know, and I'm not sure how many seasons he's been here, how many seasons he's been in the league. Still can't pass out with a double team for shit. And that frustrates the hell out of me. Like still holds on to the ball too long. And I don't know, like maybe somebody can talk to him about it, but in the half court set. You need to stop throwing baseball passes. Nobody's catching that. Jumping up in the air and throwing left-handed baseball passes. Like 60 miles an hour, 10 feet away from me. Less than 10 feet away from me. Nobody's catching that. So those are the things that drive me crazy with him. I'll take the offensive files. I'll take all the other stuff. I'm good with that. Um, sometimes he, he bitches and moans a little bit too much with the referees. And I think that impacts his game, but... Other than that, you know, I'm giving it a beat plus. All right, so I, I, I reserve. So I, I reserve my grade for Julius Randle um, till after. I have to give him an A plus. Um, fact of the matter is, you don't make the All Star team, uh, and had the bounce back year, and everything that that the Dominic just said. Uh, you can't you can't do that in New York and survive because obviously you had three hall of so-called hall of famers on the other side of the bridge in Brooklyn who were trying to do the same thing, trying to weather the storm of being in this New York media, New York climate, and none of them panned out. One of them happens to be a New Jersey native, so it's not like he didn't know any any better. So for that, Julius Randle gets an A plus for me. Is it, does that does that mean that he, he, he doesn't have he doesn't need to improve anything? Obviously, he needs to be consistent in his free throws. He has to be you know make more better basketball decisions when it when it comes to those turnovers. And you know I think that you, you know that his numbers speak for for itself. Twenty ten and five, 
you, sometimes you can't ask too much more from that. And there are nights where he does, and he gives it to you. So Julius Randle, for me, gives, gets an A-plus in my book. And, you know, I, I, I don't know how the rest of, of Nick's nation is going to would grade this and when they ever listen to this. But for the final thoughts, guys, I want you guys to, you know, to give an overall grade for the entire team, including Coach Thibodeau. Um, and, you know, take your time. So, Steve, please go first. Uh, Thibodeau, huh? Oh, man, that's a good question. I wasn't ready for that. I'm going to give Thibodeau a B. And overall, for, the, for uh, up until this point for this year, I'm going to say they're, they're actually are where they expect them to be, and that's before the Josh uh, Hart trade. I'm going to go, uh, I'll say B. The Knicks are a B, B minus B. They're actually above. They are exactly where they are. You know, there's some good wins in there. So they're about Coach B, Team B, based on where they are right now. Absolutely. And any more final thoughts that you want to you want to add? Oh no 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 no. I mean, final thoughts. You know, for the listeners, you can go back to listen to part one with the reserves, or we'll resume baseball. Coming up uh, for the other shows, got the hockey next Tuesday. We'll be back next Wednesday, of course, to talk hoops. You guys have a fantastic weekend, and I'll wait. You know, I'll be here to close out the show after everybody gets their final thoughts. Thank you, Nickelback F, for coming on for a part two, which was much needed. Absolutely, absolutely, Dom. You're 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 a grade for Coach Thibodeau, and you're great for the overall team thus far. I I, I give them both a B because. I think it was two weeks ago, me and Steve said, they are where they are right now. This is where they should right. be. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're probably not better than no team above them. Maybe Brooklyn now, toss up Cleveland, maybe, I don't know. But if they get out the first round, then maybe that will change me and Steve's mind a bit. But they're, they're where they're supposed to be. And that's not mm-hmm. bad because – while they're where they're supposed to be, they're ahead of where some had them. Some had us not even winning 33 games, and we already got 33 wins. So, yeah, they, they both get a B, B minus. Tibbs, again, he basically did the Randall thing. He weathered the storm. He rode the ship. Then again, he don't feed into social media. He don't buy into all of that shit. He puts his head down, and he coaches. So, yeah, they're, they're both B, B minus. And like me and Steve said last week or two weeks ago, we're where we're at because this is where we should be. Mm. So, yeah, hey, it, it, we're, we're doing good, guys. We're doing good. Mm. All right. Oh, all right. So, so far, B's all around. Bishop, you're great for Coach Thibodeau and for the rest of the team overall. Um, I'll give uh, Tibbs and get the B minus for me. The um, reason why he gets a B-minus from me is because for a defensive guru, you should have the team playing much better defense. And for somebody who hung their head on um, being a defensive coach, there shouldn't be any weak links in your uh, starting lineup. Like everybody should be – you should be able to figure out schemes that utilize everybody's talent and gets the best out of everybody, at least on the defensive end. And I think the whole scapegoating of Kimbo, then scapegoating of Fournier uh, for the lack of defense in your starter at the small forward spot, I think that was a sucker move. So instead of just calling it what it is, 
that if he's not playing defense, make him do something different. Um, as far as the team goes, like I said earlier, some games, it's like my patience is my patience is worn thin with them not winning the games that they're supposed to win. And it's like the, the, the games that they're right there that they're supposed to win, it's like there's no excuse for you not to. It's like we've, we've seen this recycled for the last five, ten seasons. And like I said, I have no more patience to say, okay, well, they're still doing this, they're still doing that. The, the wins that you have to get, you got to get them. Just plain and simple. And I think some of them, like Tibbs has dropped the ball on, like the Dallas game where Luka comes in. And if the guy's hot, any any reasonable coach, especially a defensive coach, would have started double-teaming him to get the ball out of his hands. Let somebody else beat us. And it's just like, so you let him come into the garden and just do whatever. And it's just like, I, I, I don't get that. I don't get that. I understand the player's got to be accountable, but the coach has got to make better decisions. And this whole idea that um, you got one player who can take 24 shots and be like 7 of 24 on a nightly basis and nobody says anything and it stagnates your offense and you still just keep letting it go on, that to me is no, no. So you got a B minus the team. I feel like they should be at at least 40 at least 40 wins, maybe 42 wins. They dropped the ball on some of those games, so I'll give them a B minus. When they start winning those games that they're supposed to win, they they, they don't get they don't get that uh that elite level grade for me. All right, all right. Thank you very much. You know, I want to thank everybody for, you know for coming on for part two. Uh, thank everybody who's listening. Um, my overall final thought will be my grade as well. Um, for Coach Thibodeau, I want to give him an A just to piss off Nick's Twitter. That's just me. But then I have to be realistic for myself. And I have to go, go with the mutual consensus of, of, of my brethren here and go with the B. B, B, B minus. Um, there was, you know, the, the mismanagement and – you know, you know, just how teams, that other team reacts coming out of a timeout or coming out of a break is, you know, those, you know, those things do play a factor. And, you know, that, that, that grade reflects it. However, as you guys were just all, all alluded to, we are where we are right now. And a lot has to do with Coach Thibodeau. A lot has to do with these players. Yes, absolutely. But Coach Thibodeau has been – more or less been, been playing even keeled the entire season, whether we like it or not. So that's where I give them the B. And then, of course, the, the team, if the coach gets to be, the team also gets to be, because obviously I didn't think that this, te- this team was going to have that much success as we do already. And they far exceeded my expectations. And I'm just more excited for the, the final 22 games. I don't know about you, Steve, Dom, Bishop. But I'm very excited for the next 22 games. I'm I'm, I'm ready yeah. for tomorrow night. Yeah, they um very, they, they kind of are where, where, where I think they should be. They're they're not overly achieving. They're not underachieving. They're kind of they they're about the seventh seed going. You know, like I said with the Vegas odds before the year, and I agreed with Vegas. And they're kind of where they are, are before the heart trade. And you know, we expect them to go up because of the losses of what happened with Brooklyn. They should land at five by the next 20. By the end of those 22 games, they should be at five. That's my thought. So I don't know what you guys think, but. but 
That's yeah, kind of where I have them as well. They should be like they should be there regardless of whether Brooklyn is depleted. What it's just the the the, the where are they at now? They're the ninth seed, and the the difference between the ninth seed and the fifth seed is like what three games? Three games, maybe four huh. games. That's true. That's pretty. That's pretty much true. And, and you know, looking at the standings, the five seed is not un- unattainable. Matter of fact, the four seed is actually still not even att- is still attainable if you really play your cards right. And if, if injuries do happen, and you know, it's still twenty two games, and they all have to be played. So for that, Steve, well, that's that's my final thought. All right, we wrap. We're out. So, any uh, shout outs on your social media you want to put out, or anything else you want to plug as uh, far as any uh, 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 any extended over uh, within the next week, or anything you want to put out? Or I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to figure out how to work spaces because for some reason it's just not working for me. Last night was a disaster, and I, I, I must have opened like four spaces and none of them actually worked, and and, and it was very um, frustrating. So I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna have to uninstall it and install Twitter again just to see if I can get that to work. But whatever. Until then, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nickelbacker Avenue. And uh, if you haven't done so already, please check out Orange and the Blues. Great documentary. It's on Amazon Prime. It's like two bucks. Come on. Give it a give it a watch. Give it a listen. And if you want to talk to one of the stars, I'm right here. And if not, I can put you through to the Mad Hatter if you want to. You know. Me and him converse on a regular now these days anyway. So, as always, bleeding orange and blue. Sunday yeah, so all day, every we gotta, day. We got to get Mad Hatter on here one day. Yeah, let's, let's I know, right? You know, you know what? I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to call him because, you see, the problem is that he works nights. So, th- oh. that's, that's the tricky part. He works a lot of nights, but... I'm gonna find out a day that he has off, and we're gonna and, and we're gonna we're gonna sit him down. We're gonna have it. We're gonna have it out. That was good. Yeah. I'm, hey, hey. Just a just a sign off before we go. You remember the guy Ariel that was on last night? Yeah. Yeah. If if oh, you yeah. guys follow him on Twitter, he does the throwbacks. Can, you know, can he I... goes back. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Steve. No, no, speak your piece because I want to double down on what you're about to say because I should. I was, I should yeah, because next, next, next Thursday, next Thursday, I'm going to be his guest and I'm going to be talking about Connie Hawkins. He goes back in the past. He's done some great ones, man. Uh, Bill Bradley, uh, yeah. Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, Willis Reed, uh, Bill Russell. Russell He's done some really cool good too. ones. Yeah, if you yeah. follow him on Twitter, it'll take you to YouTube where he does it. And next week, I'm going to be helping him do. I picked Connie Hawkins, so that's a great story. If any of y'all don't know of the story of Connie Hawkins, you know, we'll I'll, I'll forward y'all the video once we're done, see how we do, and, you know, give the guy a look, man. He does a pretty good job. It's only like 13, 14-minute videos, so it's not like you got to yeah, sit there me, uh, for two hours. You yeah, know let what? Let me double down on that. I, 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 let, me, let me say this real quick, because I, I thought he would have been on here but uh, for this episode, but he did it. But yeah, I saw three of those videos. A shout out to him and his network. He does the Knicks shows as well. And Don, when that that links come out, you know, when those links come out, let us know so we can put it out there. I saw his uh, three videos on one on um, Russell, Bill Russell. I saw the other one on Dick Barnett, and I saw one right before this episode. The other episode, um, uh, Chris Jackson, 
Mohamed, I forgot how to pronounce his name. Mohamed Abdul Raouf, you know, from LSU and the Denver Nuggets. And he did it. That was his, to me, that was my, his best video of the three that I watched. Because there were some things, see, when I watched the content, I tried to get some things I did not know. And some things I forgot about with, uh, you know, uh, Abdul Raouf. And there were some things I actually learned from that video. And and, and, and his, his videos are very very educational, you know, 10 to 15 minutes on those, uh, you know, documentaries. But also, to me, Dom, and this is where the younger generation, you know, he, they should take a look at it. it does, they're not long videos. They're informational, and I think right. he does a good job. Shout out to him and his uh, Nick's shows and his, and, his, and his YouTube network as well. So look forward to that Connie, uh, Connie Hawkins uh, video. Yeah, so, 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 for, so, so for, our, for, our, for our listeners, you can follow Ariel at Ario Joe Danielle, I'm going to spell it out for you, A-R-I-O-J-O-S-D-E-N-I-E-L. And um, his name is Ariel DeJesus, and, yes, uh, he does some fire videos. And, you know, he's a, he's a supporter of the show. So um, if, if anybody, you know, just look him up on YouTube, look him up on, on Twitter, hit him up, give us a shout. Hey. Uh, shout to you, brother, for sh- for showing up last night. Uh, we we missed you today, and um, you know, we'll hopefully hear from you soon. Yeah, he works nights too, man. Oh shit! Yeah, we got right. so we got so, so we got so we got to kidnap him and the Mad Hatter and bring him on. This is this is too much. All right. The, the good All thing right. about Ariel off a lot of Wednesday nights, so that's how he was able to tune in last night. All right, so Ariel, if you're listening to us, please join us next week, Wednesday night. Um, we don't have a game, do we? Um, I, I got to check the schedule. But if we have a game, it's after the game. If not, 9 p.m. Uh, until then, Saturday out to all day, every day. Leading Orange and Blue, 24-7, 365, Nick Air Forum. Signing out. Good night, everybody. A finger to the rest, here we go for the next. It's like a finger to the rest, here we go for the next. It's like a finger to the rest, here we go for the next. It's like Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blue, 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 blue,